Amidst the misty backdrop of the desolate mountain range, the village of Valeria thrived in isolated peace. Houses of stone and wood, cobbled streets, and friendly folk living simple lives were its defining traits. Selwyn, the village's only blacksmith, was its backbone. Every morning, the rhythmic clang of his hammer against metal echoed through the village, and the golden warmth of his forge acted as a beacon against the chilling mountain wind. The trinity of fire, metal, and the anvil was as much a part of him, as the very blood that coursed through his veins. Next to his forge, Selwyn had his personal mine where he would delve deep into the earth's embrace in search of high-quality ore. The mine, a labyrinth of winding tunnels, bore the imprints of Selwyn's many years of toil. On this particular day, as his pickaxe broke through a particularly stubborn layer of rock, a strange glint caught his eye. Buried beneath centuries of dirt and rock lay an object unlike any he had ever seen. It was a heart, not of flesh and blood but crafted entirely of obsidian. Its polished surface seemed to absorb all light, and yet it shimmered with an inner luminescence. Curiosity peaked, Selwyn gently brushed off the dirt and held the relic in his calloused hands. Its weight was oddly comforting, and even in the mind's cold darkness, the heart seemed to emanate a soft warmth. Not thinking much of it, he decided to take it home. As the sun bid adieu, painting the sky with hues of orange and pink, Selwyn sat in his humble abode, the obsidian heart resting on a wooden table before him. A lamp's flickering flame cast moving shadows on the walls, and as Selwyn gazed intently at the heart, a change began to manifest. The shadows grew darker, denser, dancing to a rhythm only they understood. Whispered voices, almost imperceptible, began to fill the room, speaking of power, life, and the bridge between realms. Overcome with a surge of emotion, memories of his deceased wife flooded Selwyn's mind. Her laughter, her touch, her love, it all seemed so distant, yet so painfully close. In a trance-like state, he reached out and touched the obsidian heart. As his fingers made contact, the room was awash in a radiant glow, and before him, his wife's spirit began to take form. However, the miraculous moment was soon tainted by a disconcerting realization. From his window, Selwyn noticed a small squirrel that often visited his garden. It was sprawled on the ground, lifeless. The very life force that gave form to his wife's spirit seemed to have been drawn from the innocent creature. A chilling understanding dawned upon Selwyn, the obsidian heart held the power to resurrect, but at the cost of another life. By dawn's first light, word of the obsidian heart's capabilities had permeated every nook and cranny of Valeria. Tales of Selwyn's reunion with the ethereal form of his late wife filled the village with a potent mixture of hope and desperation. Before he could process the ramifications of his discovery, a line of grieving families formed outside his forge. Old men seeking lost wives, mothers clutching the tiny garments of departed children, lovers separated too soon, their eyes gleamed with tears and hope. Selwyn, seeing their pain and being no stranger to the aching void of loss himself, felt torn. His mind warned him of playing with the natural order, but his heart sympathized with their pleas. 
after a period of introspection, he made a decision. If the obsidian heart could alleviate some of the village's sorrow, then perhaps its power was meant to be harnessed. With a heavy heart, he began the rituals. But the power of the heart was not without its price. Each resurrection seemed to drain life from another being. Initially, it was inconspicuous, a farmer's chicken found motionless, a pet cat suddenly still. However, as more souls were called back from the beyond, the toll it exacted became more evident. The once vibrant meadows, surrounding Valeria grew eerily quiet. The harmonious cacophony of birds in the morning was replaced by silence. The once teeming streams had fish floating lifeless on their surfaces. At first, villagers dismissed these occurrences as unfortunate coincidences. But soon, the pattern became undeniable. The larger the life revived, the greater the life taken. When a prominent merchant's son was brought back, a farmer's prized bull was found dead. This wasn't just about wildlife, their very way of life was under threat. The forests were barren of game, and the pastures lacked their bovine and ovine residents. Despite the mounting evidence, many in Valeria were blinded by their newfound power. Grief and hope are powerful motivators, and they often cloud better judgment. Instead of retreating and reflecting on the imbalance they were creating, many justified the losses. They believed the sacrifices, albeit unintentional, were worth the joy of reuniting with loved ones. Whispers of discontent began to simmer below the surface. Those who hadn't used the heart's power or those who had paid its price began to voice their concerns. Selwyn, in the midst of it all, was trapped. He was torn between the happiness he had brought to many and the increasing devastation surrounding them. The once serene village of Valeria, was on the brink of a revelation that could either bind them together or tear them apart. The undercurrents of unrest in Valeria were palpable. The once united village now stood divided, a reflection of the duality the obsidian heart introduced, life and death, joy and sorrow, gain and loss. As the toll of the heart's power became more pronounced, fear and mistrust permeated the village's very fabric. Selwyn found himself at the epicenter of the storm. Every night, as he lay in bed, the weight of his decisions pressed upon him. The gentle sigh of his resurrected wife next to him, instead of providing comfort, only deepened his turmoil. The heart's power, while awe-inspiring, came at a price he hadn't fully comprehended. The village's spiral into chaos was, in part, a consequence of his actions. As the days went by, new behaviors emerged among the villagers. Those with livestock began to secretively relocate them, hiding them in cellars or in makeshift barns deep within the forest, away from prying eyes and the heart's reach. Some villagers went to great lengths to protect their animals, posting guards and setting up alarms. But as livestock grew scarce, a darker idea began to take root. Murmurs emerged of outsiders, travelers, traders or any unfamiliar face, being potential targets to feed the heart's insatiable appetite. After all, if the sacrifice wasn't from Valeria, then perhaps the cost would be easier to bear. This chilling thought spread in hushed tones, breeding a dangerous mindset. 
The village's divisions deepened. Those who had tasted the sweet reunion the heart offered formed a faction that vehemently defended its use. They saw it as a miraculous gift, a chance to right past wrongs and fill the gaping holes left by departed loved ones. Opposing them was a group that had paid the heart's price. They had lost, cherished pets, prized livestock, or had simply witnessed the eerie transformation of their once vibrant surroundings. For them, the heart was a curse, an aberration that played with the very laws of nature. As tensions mounted, skirmishes became a nightly occurrence. The village square, once a place of celebration and camaraderie, became a battleground. Torches were thrown at thatched roofs, setting homes aflame. Fistfights broke out in alleys, and long-held friendships dissolved in a tide of resentment and anger. In the midst of the chaos, Selwyn, once revered for his skills and wisdom, became an emblem of the village's divide. The heart's power had unleashed forces beyond his control, and as Valeria teetered on the edge of anarchy, he realized something needed to be done. But the path forward was shrouded in uncertainty. The obsidian heart, with its inscrutable gleam, had transformed. No longer just a conduit for resurrection, it had evolved into a sentient entity with its own desires. The power emanated grew darker, more formidable, like a storm cloud amassing strength. And with this evolution came a hunger that was both insatiable, and unsettling. The signs were evident. The usual soft glow it emitted now pulsed with a frenzied intensity. When Selwyn approached the heart, the shadows it cast seemed to reach out, as if trying to pull him in. The whispers that once spoke of power and promise now resonated with urgency and hunger. Selwyn felt this change deeply. The heart's bond with him, had strengthened, and he found it increasingly hard to resist its pull. The man who had once wielded its power with purpose and hesitancy was now its servant. His once clear eyes now glowed with the same obsidian shimmer, his actions no longer entirely his own. One morning Valeria woke to a scene of horror. In the village square, where children once played and markets bustled, lay the body of Elder Matthias, a wise and revered figure who had guided Valeria through many a storm. His skin, once a healthy tan, was as pale as moonlight, his eyes wide open in a stare of disbelief. There was no sign of violence, but the life had been sucked out of him. A few houses away, a scene of jubilation contrasted the sorrow. A young woman, Leela, who had succumbed to a mysterious illness weeks ago, was alive. She sat surrounded by her overjoyed family, her laughter a haunting juxtaposition to the elder's tragic end. The implication was inescapable, the heart now demanded human life. Rumors spread, and fear gripped the villagers tighter than ever. The divisions that had once been based on differing opinions now transformed into outright hostility. The faction that once supported the heart's use began to see its true nature. However, many among them were conflicted, their happiness at having their loved ones back warring with the growing realization of the heart's terrible price. The title Iron Necromancer was whispered with a mixture of fear, reverence, and resentment. While Selwyn was no longer the master of his actions, many saw him as the embodiment of Valeria's doom.
Homes were barricaded, and the streets, once filled with laughter and camaraderie, were empty. No one ventured out after dark, fearing they would be the next sacrifice. Trust eroded, and the village, once tight-knit, unraveled. In the heart of it all, Selwyn, torn between the heart's compulsion and his own crumbling sanity, yearned for a solution. The obsidian heart had transformed Valeria's savior into its puppet, and its hunger was far from satiated. The chilling grip of the obsidian heart had pushed Valeria to the brink, its once harmonious existence now shattered by mistrust and fear. Selwyn, trapped between the heart's malevolent influence and his love for his people, knew that salvation required an act of unparalleled courage. The forge, which had once been a sanctuary for Selwyn, now echoed with haunting whispers of the heart's hunger. Determined, Selwyn stoked the flames higher than ever before. The intense heat turned the coal a bright white, and the forge roared like a hungry beast. It was here, amidst fire and metal, that the blacksmith hoped to end the nightmare. He began with his masterpieces, a sword that had once belonged to Valeria's greatest warrior, a shield that had seen countless battles, and jewelry that held sentimental value. Each piece was a testament to his craftsmanship and love for his art. As he melted them down, he poured their molten essence into a mold surrounding the obsidian heart, imprisoning the dark relic within a cocoon of his own creation. But as the liquid metal touched the heart, a surge of power rippled through the forge. The ground trembled, and the shadows deepened. The heart's furious whispers grew into a deafening roar, demanding its due. It yearned for a life, a powerful life, to quench its final thirst. Knowing this, Selwyn made his choice. Gripping the still-hot metallic prison that encased the obsidian heart, he closed his eyes. Memories of his wife, the joy of their time together, and the pain of her loss flooded his mind. With a final look at his beloved village, he allowed the shadows to envelop him. The power of the heart surged, but as it sought to consume Selwyn, it met resistance from the metal encasement. Trapped and starved, the heart's power waned until it was nothing but a silent, dark stone once more. Valeria awoke to a day unlike any other. The oppressive atmosphere had lifted, replaced by a tentative hope. But this hope was tinged with sorrow, for at the village center, they found the metallic prison, cold and inert, with no sign of Selwyn. The Iron Necromancer had made his final sacrifice, giving his own life to save his people. The heart, now imprisoned in its metallic cage, was taken to the highest peak of the barren mountain and buried deep, never to be found again. Valeria, scarred but resilient, began the slow process of healing. The village united in their grief and gratitude, vowing to remember the lessons of their dark past. While the joyous laughter of children once again filled the air and life resumed its natural course, a statue was erected at the village square, a tribute to the Iron Necromancer, a symbol of sacrifice, love, and the eternal struggle between light and darkness.